0: Yeah, man, wheelin' and dealin', uh, I'm a globe trotter, you know? I definitely right. go on planes a lot. That's <laughs> an experience I'm incredibly familiar with, being a yeah. uh, jet
1: setter and all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I've been in Philadelphia now for a little bit. It seems like a cool town.
1: Oh, I didn't know you were in Philly now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm starting a, a PhD program like, next week, and I'm totally not nervous about that at all. I'm, I'm <laughs> really calm, and I think it's gonna go great. Especially with this mountain of useless fucking books about the Eastern Bloc from, like, the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really gonna use this giant encyclopedic uh, three-volume set of who's who in the socialist countries of Europe. So If you you guys needed, like, a a little uh, blurb on who ran the tractor factory plant in Budapest between, you know, 1965 and 1971... Uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm on. Let's just put. Well, it that that's way. most
1: of what Liquid Flannel is about. <laughs> honestly, is obscure tractor farmers in the Ukraine. You know, during during the fucking purges. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Did you Did you move to Philly to try to get a spot on the Biden campaign? Since it's skyrocketing all the way to the top. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to get in on the ground on that one. You know, when you're like looking around, uh, you know, because this is a big move for me. I was moving from. Uh, New York City, which is where I grew up and where I've lived most of my life, you know, I just have not really traveled that much, and so you know, when I was, like, first scoping out It's
2: still, like, 45 minutes away, I mean, come on Yeah, I know, I know, it's basically the (laughs) suburbs I know, but again, it's
0: just, I don't leave, and it's not because I think, like, New York is great or whatever, I don't really like it that much anymore (laughs) Um, It's just, like, I don't know, I guess laziness or just being broke a lot and just being like, eh, what am I gonna do over there So anyway, the, the long and short of it is, like you know, when I was scoping out Philadelphia uh, a couple months ago, like, before, you know, making the decision to come here and everything, like, the I realized the only other time I'd been here, because everybody's asking, like, oh, have you been to Philadelphia before? Do you like it? And stuff. The only time I was here was in, during the 2016 dnc to protest it (laughs) i was only here for one day yeah
1: did they put you in the uh like the free speech zone (laughs) yeah with the chain link fences fences? yeah
0: oh no I, i i there was like one big area that was i guess like near one of the convention centers or something there was like a lot of activity going on around town um and like any kind of big high ticket protest like that like you have all kinds of weird groups and people show up the funniest one was like And I've seen him at a couple of different events now. There was this guy with one of those big signs, some kind of evangelical wacko with those signs, It's where it's like a list of all the cool jobs in the world, and it's like you're all going to hell. You
2: know, it's like like all the adulterers and pornographers, and yeah, like one of those kind of
0: video games, and uh, you know, like (laughs) the cast from. I mean, let's be clear,
1: gamers, gamers are going to hell. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. Let's make that 100%. clear.
0: Yeah, and again, you think you could, like, you know, meet in the middle somewhere with a guy like that. But, uh, of course, he was there, and he was, like, yelling about how Hillary Clinton was the devil or something. And so there was this church that was being really cool and like l- allowing people, you know, a sort of like reprieve and sanctuary during the day of protest cuz it was like in the middle of summer, it was really hot. Oh, and yeah. so that, you know, they had some supplies and stuff and it was like a nice thing. So anyway, so of course this like guy goes to this church to like start screaming about how they're, you know, homosexual gamers or whatever it is. <laughs> and um and so at that moment also the uh the RevComs were there, you know, the Bob Avakian guys. Oh yeah. And they're there and they're all dressed like they're in the Kimmer Rouge and they're doing this really kind of cringy like marched step thing. Yikes. And and so they like about face and they all like turned <laughs> and like marched created this protective ring around the church. And I was like, okay, and they got into this like shouting match with him. And I was like, this must be the weirdest shit I've seen all day. It's like (laughs) Maoists are
2: protecting a church
3: against this
2: like wacko evangelical. And then a 50 foot inflatable joint floated by. The capper.
1: to be Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined as ever by my excellent comrade and co-host in Omaha, Nebraska, Brendan Williams. Brendan, your room, see, the the Brendome, really seems to be coming together there.
2: Yeah, every every week uh, I unpack one more box. So <laughs> in the next five years, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> might be moved in. Uh, that's the plan. But can you please refer to me by my official title, which is uh, the Second Coming of God, the Chosen One. The right the anointed yeah.
1: i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> your, your eminence i i apologize i i forgot Thank you. but we will we'll make sure we do that for the rest of the show and the rest of the show joining us uh for the first time ever he definitely has not been on the show <laughs> several times before from apparently philadelphia even
2: midwesterner than before
1: but yeah part of part of the even more midwest than before we've got shane sheehy everybody hi shane <laughs>
0: Howdy, folks. What's up?
1: They they can't hear you. this will come out in several days. They're not going to respond to you.
0: Oh, okay. I was waiting for support. This is not your curious um,
1: cat, where somebody is going to be responding <laughs> okay. to you immediately. No, dude. It's really nice to have you on. Uh, for real?
0: Yeah, I'm glad to. I'm glad to be on.
1: I joke, of course, because uh, Shane is our our good friends, um, who who wears a mask of everybody's favorite senator. um every once in a while for us but uh we we decided it was high time that we got him on just to Mm -hmm. just to actually be shane for a while shane you uh you and a couple of our other friends have been seeing some real success with your podcast taking off lately
0: oh thanks um yeah i'm I'm excited about it uh you know it's um an idea that I had been kicking around for a long time and uh, it was one of those things where we started it and we were really excited about this idea of you know again it's eat the rich so it was going after like sort of specific you know putting faces to the right. idea of the amorphous ruling class and stuff and we we're like I can't believe nobody's ever thought of this and of course like 2 weeks after we started it <laughs> like four people messaged us and we're like here's three other podcasts that already do that <laughs> yeah, it's a so problem. I was like oh that's cool um no but i mean they they're also good they're also good i'm not saying yeah, Sure,
1: and and off. it's also hard not to be doing that all the time. I and mean, we we kind of slip into that sometimes too, because like mm-hmm. in the fucking hell world that we live in, sometimes you do wanna name and shame the the aggressors, the the Lex Luthors of this situation we all find ourselves For in. Sure. But I've been really enjoying it. Uh you co host that Thank with you. uh Chris who came on our show mm-hmm. what was that, like a month ago and um, also, uh, Dwight Rhinoceros, who is just an incredibly fucking clever guy, too.
2: And y- you guys are getting to the bottom of the Fazoli's 9/11 conspiracy, so <laughs> right. we really appreciate that uh, um, uncovering the real truths
1: out there. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah, that also had a weird success that was not intended whatsoever.
1: <laughs> um, I'm still uh, using that hashtag Fazoli's facts on like every weird <laughs> really post funny, that I make. Dude. You know,
0: I made a joke about this the other day. You know, it did kind of come and go in in a brief moment. We lost some friends, you know. We lost some Fizzoli's factors, um, Fizzoli's truthers. um, And I finally, I ended up, I I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I did end up going finally to a Fizzoli's last week when I was (laughs) in Oh,
2: did you (laughs) you eat the food, though? Because, ooh, that's not... Yeah, no, I did, and it sucked. It's not good. It's, yeah. It was
1: such a letdown. When you eat, I haven't been there in years, but like when you eat Fazoli's, can you taste the adrenochrome, or is that just a <laughs> thing that's kind of built into the the overall flavor profile?
0: What you have to do is you have to wink at the at the cashier and say uh, spirit cooking, oh, right, please, yep. <laughs> and then they escort you off the premises and ban you. They take
2: you to the basement, the secret basement that is under every Fazoli's. Yeah, the breadsticks are good. There, everything else is is trash. Well,
0: that's <laughs> the weird thing the breadsticks like part of it obviously that's their selling point and their hashtag that we were messing with for a little while is better with breadsticks just because that's inherently funny um but so you know they give you unlimited breadsticks and first of all it's you know that's a very like strong word for the fact that they give you like four breadsticks and if you you know you have to like hound them to be like okay it's the worst
2: you have to you first of all you have to sit in the restaurant which it's not pleasant to be in there And then you're like, hey, hey, more unlimited breadsticks, please. And they give you, like, one. You're like, what is this? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, they would
0: bring over two at a time. And, like, and the thing is, I I don't know how to describe it. And maybe it was because of all the anticipation and the sort of meme of it or whatever. But, like, when I put the breadstick into my mouth, it just tasted empty. Mm. But, like... I couldn't stop eating them. I don't. They were just like salty. I don't. I had. To, I was like craving them. They're awful.
1: I mean, I, I think the thing is, and and maybe you guys on Eat the Rich can look into this, but I really do feel like um, all of this is sort of a uh, like a red herring that Fazoli's is the Jeffrey Epstein to the Clinton family <laughs> that is the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I get it. I mean, I'm, we're just asking questions, you know. There seems to be a big <laughs> right. conspiracy between a lot of these casual, fa- you know, family-friendly fast <laughs> Italian food
1: restaurants. I'm gonna make a not super uh, skilled transition here while we're talking about food. I guess, Brendan, you posted an article uh, in the Slack for us to discuss, which is about. Sunny Purdue, can you take us through Sunny Purdue a little bit? Well,
2: this is a hot topic here in Nebraska cuz everybody's favorite state fair, the Nebraska State Fair. It's pretty I, good. Nah, nah. I mean, I it's alright. So.
1: Yeah. It's
2: it's fine. I mean, uh it's a state fair. You the know, problem is the
1: fairgrounds take place in like the most inhospitable environment imaginable, which is the high plains with no tree cover in the middle of fucking like August and September.
2: Yeah, there's like cows and pigs and stuff everywhere. It's it's not ideal. But so Secretary uh, of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, is coming to town to, I Mm. guess— give a talk or like have an open forum or something to basically just talk about how much uh, he loves agriculture and how much he loves Nebraska. And also mm-hmm. you should probably, you know, vote for Trump and support for Trump. He's running into a little bit of an issue though, in that <laughs> the administration's agriculture policy is what is uh, technically called a shit show? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he recently... Uh, That's
1: Economics 101, people.
2: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he recently was given another talk. I think this was actually, like, in Pennsylvania, maybe, but he opened up the, to the crowd with this uh, crowd-pleasing joke to a group of farmers. What do you call two farmers in a basement... I don't know, what do you call them? A wine cellar. And then he was greeted with a chorus of booze from farmers, (laughs) who I guess didn't like that he was complaining about farmers whining at him because they started a trade war with China, where China said, okay, well, I guess we're not going to buy any more of your, like, agricultural products, and then farms go out of business.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, we have unprecedented... uh farming bankruptcy, like across the United States, right now because of these trade policies. Just
2: days after uh, the the trade war, you know, was ramping up, and then they keep saying, like, "Oh, well, you know, it's okay, farmers, because like we're just going to give you a bailout. So problem mm. solved. We'll give you this one time bailout, and then you'll never be able to sell like soybeans to China again.
1: <laughs> right? But
2: the bailout, mm. though. So yeah, these you're are fine. fucking
1: moving expenses they're giving them, basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right people often don't realize like how interconnected everything is because the fact that China isn't buying soybeans and like other agricultural products from America right now means they have to buy them from somewhere else. And where are they buying them from? They're buying them from Brazil. Brazil is right. now the yep. largest exporter huh. of soybeans uh, to China. Mm-hmm. And soybeans take a lot of space to grow and so what what wouldn't luck have it that the amazon rainforest (laughs) is just burning down and who knows what they're going to do with that space now that it's all burned down but i don't know uh soybean fields are looking pretty good right now it's amazing how that you know all worked out for them
1: shane maybe you've noticed this too because you're about as online as i am um do you notice that the the dialogue the discourse online has been somewhat more muted lately That all of these, all of a sudden we're seeing the actual Amazon rainforest burn down due Mm -hmm. in no small part to the actions of a populist, fascist, you know, dictatorial Mm -hmm. sort of leader. We all know we're going to die. And all of a sudden it's like everything got really subdued. I'm seeing a lot more people posting for like. Having a bad day, like post your dogs or something like that. Have you noticed that same trend? Yeah. yeah. What's
0: happening now and I think what's going to continue to happen, especially in relation to climate change, is that like there's a, there's a term I like that uh, is supraliminal, which is, you know, just the opposite of subliminal, right? Yeah. And so subliminal is something it's so small and minute that you can't detect it. And supraliminal is the same thing, but opposite, something that's so huge that you just can't like process it. Missing
1: the forest for the trees or something like that.
0: And I think the scale of what's going to end up happening with climate change is just so fucking like massive. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, seeing a bunch of posts in a a chain, just like the Amazon stuff was happening. And was just like a straight post, like everybody I saw. And again, maybe it's just our little circle of Twitter or whatever, but like every single person was just like, the world is over. Right. You know, yeah. like, and just this really kind of nihilistic turn. I mean, I, th- I think that although it might not stick in that exact way, some version of that is just going to it's going to get worse. You know? There
2: was a great tweet, though, from uh, John Cornyn, senator from Texas, keeping it positive out there, where someone was tweeting like every year for the past five years has been like the hottest year in recorded human history. Mm-hmm. And his reply was, well, hey, oh, it's summer. It's gonna it's gonna be hot out. <laughs> right, there.
1: I'm, right, I'm yeah, surprised yeah. he didn't go full Trump and be like, Everything is bigger in Texas babies. <laughs> <you know>? oh!
2: <laughs> Crap fires.
0: That's that's always the most fun take on climate change where when it's it's the middle of winter you're telling me the bread right. is warming or whatever it's like first of all there are multiple hemispheres
1: you fucking moron yeah
0: <laughs> you know and and you see
1: you see less and less of that like that does seem to be one of those ones that mm. they've uh, that they've kind of abandoned collectively you know and now mm. it's gone on to like. Well, maybe it's happening, and maybe humans are causing it, but, like, maybe it's actually really good, you know? We were were talking about the the whole Greenland purchase thing uh, last week. They don't really want Greenland. They want the fucking oil that's under Greenland, and if all the ice goes away, Mm. then that's going to be actually really good for fucking Exxon and whatever, Shell and all of these other uh, giant fossil fuel. The Koch brothers will be laughing Mm. all the way to the bank once again. If we did end up pulling off a a purchase of Greenland, it's not about territorial conquest. It's about like, you know, you you get the same fucking thing from uh, who was that jackass in the Trump administration who was like, actually, if all the Arctic ice melts, that'll be really good for shipping. Like we'll be (laughs) we'll actually have a northwest passage at that point.
0: I mean, that was the same logic that they had with, like, Alaska, you know, when uh, back in, like, the 2000s as well, you know, expanding drilling there and, like, sort of cheering right. on the melting of the the, the ice caps for the, for the same reasons. Like, hey, if this becomes a warmer area – and, of course, there's this, like, horrible recursive evil to that where it's, like – if this horrible thing gets worse, we can do more of the horrible thing, which is extract fossil fuels and then burn them. Mm, that's a
2: sign from God that we're on the right track. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was an amazing, so there was that news story that went around that was like, well, the government wants you to set your thermostat to like 78 degrees. And I literally saw like just conservative after conservative saying shit like, well, the planet's fucked anyway, so you know I might as well, you know, crank it down to sixty-five and you know uh, go out in style. No. Right. And that's where the that's where the right is on this issue now yep. is that they've moved fully yeah. from climate change doesn't exist, climate change you know isn't real, climate change maybe it's real, maybe it's not, you know who knows? But mm-hmm. you know it'll hurt too many jobs, it'll hurt the economy, so mm-hmm. what's the point? To now just fully like, well, climate change is real. But it's too late, so, you right. know, fuck it. Yeah. Let's just go out in a literal blaze of glory.
1: Like so many other things in the conservative mindset, the cruelty does end up being the point, right? We're like, now they're just like, Ah, fuck it I got mine fuck everybody who is gonna suffer from this thing but like I can currently still I'm gonna go out and eat three steaks today to cancel out like two vegans or something like that and we can Mm -hmm. make jokes about how like oh yeah giving yourself fucking colorectal cancer to own the libs or whatever but the thing is like we're working on too short a time frame now for that to be fucking effective
0: I do think also that part of that transition in attitude is, is related to that, um, and I mean, this is like a little pop psyche or whatever, but you know, the five stages of
1: uh, grief yeah. thing. Mm-hmm
0: where first, first you kind of, you know, you go through, like, denial, and you just refuse to accept that it's happening. Denial, right? anger,
1: depression, bargaining.
0: Bargaining, yep. and then finally right. acceptance, you know? And so we see people at different stages of this. I mean, the anger one is expressed a lot of the times by, you know, people on our side of the issue, you know, where you just get so fucking angry about it and because you, you feel helpless or you get depressed again, and you just say, Well, well also, you know,
1: like, people on the chud side who do things like, uh, like rolling coal, I I understand why you're driving the Prius, because it's, like, better for the environment, but, like, fuck you. Like, that makes me feel bad, so I'm going to make my truck, like, belch out giant clouds of horrible oil smoke, (laughs) you know? That's an anger response, too. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Yeah, all of that kind of confrontational stuff that you're talking about, like, I'm going to go destroy my arteries to own the libs kind of thing, is also, like, angry. I mean just as a maybe as a little tangent to this. I remember there was this restaurant in like Yonkers I want to say in New York and it was like it was like a barbecue restaurant and this was like in the late 2000s early 2010s and it was like in the height of that kind of angry reactive food shit and so I forget the name of the restaurant but the whole like ethos of it was like you know, like if you want to eat healthy, then fuck you. Like don't come to our fucking <laughs> restaurant. And like everything on the menu was called like, you know, like ass kicker steak explosion. Right,
1: yeah. They got they got a <laughs> burger called cardiac arrest. Yeah, like yeah, Triple exactly. XL. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was all like if you want a vegetable, get the fuck out of our restaurant. Right. (laughs) It's like, it's so intense. And, and again, it's so angry,
1: you know, and and there, there are a lot of different cultural things that go into that, but a lot of it really is that sort of like conservative performative outrage, right. Where the thing that the thing that somebody's telling you actually makes sense, but you're, they're not on your team, which is how like the green new deal on the left has a bunch of people on the left debating the various merits of the proposals. And on the right, it's like, she wants to outlaw cow farts. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: yeah that was so good. Jody Ernst from Iowa saying, oh, the, the left wants to outlaw cow farts. It's like, we can't let that happen because I love cow farts. <laughs> I, I fucking
1: love <laughs> cow farts. <laughs> I'm,
2: that's I'm my gonna favorite sniff, thing. I'm going to sniff a cow's ass right now. You
1: right? Ribs. Take that, Libs. <laughs> Jody Ernst, Iowa's and possibly the Great Plains' biggest fan of cow <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> well, that was also too at CPAC, didn't that Sebastian Gorka said he, she's gonna come for your hamburgers?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think we even played that clip on the yeah, show. Yeah, so good. It's
0: so it's so <laughs> demented. But you can also see in that sense, like the way that it gets framed in this interpersonal pathology of like. You know, it's about you. It's about taking away your choices or the things you
1: like. Which is an incredibly liberal way of looking at all of this, by the way. Yeah. You know, I mean, conservatives wouldn't want to acknowledge that. But the way that these things are going to impact you individually and your individual role in combating – you know, the creeping red-green menace uh, mm-hmm. of of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. like, that's an incredibly liberal way to look at the world instead of, like, kind of banding together and trying to solve a problem collectively.
0: That also speaks to what was for a long time the cosmopolitan liberal response to it, which was, like, sort your garbage, you know, do your recycling. And, I mean, like, those are good things you should do, but it reduces and it shifts the responsibility you know from like the people who are causing the problem to like consumers and the general public you know no, like, I've,
1: I've been saying since i was in grad school doing environmental studies that the actual greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing everybody to individualize their environmental responsibility right
2: right where it's like yeah you're, you're, you're not using the right light bulbs you know you got to change the light bulbs and meanwhile there's mm. like Eight cruise ships output more carbon than like every car on earth. Right.
1: Yeah. 100%. It's amazing. Amazon uses so much goddamn packaging, and like it doesn't matter if you recycle it because all of that stuff has a supply chain, right? And it needed to be created, and a lot of it was petrochemically derived. Yeah. So recycling the thing isn't helping the problem. We need fucking Jeff Bezos to either die or grow a conscience because we're we're going to be in really bad shape if if one of those two things doesn't happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I've got a great solution for you. It's called living on Mars. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> Problem solved.
1: Well, before we go into the break, Brendan, I I've got this CNN this Newsweek article that you sent me about Sunny Purdue. And I just wanted to read in reverse order the other suggested stories on this one. Mm, so, okay. bottom is Farmers confront agriculture secretary. We are not starting to do great. The next one up. Farmer breaks down talking about trade war. Quote, I stay up at night worrying. The next one up. Trump's China trade war bailout. Quote, nowhere near covers farmers losses. And then the one at the top of my list is. Japanese town arms farmers with air guns to fend off snow monkey invasion
2: I'm clicking on that one for sure (laughs) that one's one's the story that I need to hear that sounds like a pick me
1: up yeah that's that's latest in farmers from fucking Newsweek (laughs)
2: I want to feel I want to empathize with the farmers but they make it so difficult because they're like that guy at the Trump rally where Trump thought he was an anti-Trump protester and he was like look at this big old fatso he's disgusting and I hate him Yeah. and then that guy was like actually i'm a trump supporter and they're like are you mad that the president called you fat and he's like no of course not it's, yeah, a, it's that's all that's just how good fun, is, you know? man, man. i just love them he just talks he speaks his mind and i just love it so right. it's like maybe farmers like don't vote for trump anymore i guess you yeah, maybe mm. should have just saw this one coming maybe that he wasn't that great yeah. at his job but mm. eh, sometimes you reap what you sow farmers <laughs>
1: It's also a really difficult network to try to do any kind of activism in. Sure. Because the farmers are, A, they're old, but also, B, they're, they're like, very geographically spread out. It's not like Omaha DSA is going to be able to make a whole lot of inroads with these farming communities, you know, because, like, they've got their monthly, like, Grange get-together where, like, all of the people between fucking 70 and 110 mm-hmm. get together like once every two months for a potluck or something like that. And that's like all the society they ever have. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and they always find some excuse, right, where you could say, well, hey, Trump's totally terrible on this issue that you say is super important sure, to you. But then they'll just say... Well, yeah, that's ah, true. but he is packing the courts
1: anti-abortion.
2: So. <laughs> right, but it's all about right. abortion, or yeah, but totally. it's all about this, or but it's about guns, yeah, or yeah. but it's about, you know, the left wants to have gays in my bathroom, or whatever. It's like, they, it, there's always <laughs> mm-hmm. some fucking excuse I, for them to vote, you know, against their I, own self-interest.
0: I, I will say, though, that, I mean, and this might be, like, too anecdotal or something, but I was, uh... For the last couple summers, I was spending it in uh, upstate New York. In this um, out
1: there, advocating to put gays in everybody's <laughs> yeah, bathroom. yeah. I went so door to door this all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I bring I would bring an example along. I'd be like, "Here, I can show you what it would be like if I could install this in your house permanently,
1: <laughs> like an, an interior designer." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, Have you ever been? You, you're from New York, right? You've been to places with bathroom attendants, yeah. right? Yeah. You brought your fucking it's sample exactly case It's like a drink. Oh, it was like,
1: yes. like Glengarry Glenn Ross, and you're trying to get the leads. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) on like what houses don't have gays in their bathrooms yet (laughs) going door to door
0: (laughs) but yeah um i was in this like you know i was in this very rural community it was a farm community i was it it had all these signs around called a right to farm community this is sullivan county new york and um you know, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's a, obviously it's a very conservative area in uh, upstate New York. Like, there is a guy down the road from me who had a Confederate flag, and it's like, buddy, New York was in the Union. Th- like, there's, <laughs> right. there's no how dare you. Sir. There's no heritage, not hate thing here. That's just hate, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But that that there would also be like a lot of like Union or pro Union signs on people's lawns mm-hmm. and stuff. And that county, if I'm not mistaken. Went for Bernie in the twenty sixteen primary yeah. but Trump in the general.
1: Well that that pretty much fucking proves Sally Albright right, I think, Shane. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so
2: funny because the Democrats are obsessed with winning over Trump voters. Right. That's all they care about. They care mm-hmm. about it so much that they're gonna you know, nominate Joe Biden mm-hmm. because he's so bipartisan, as right. if anyone who's a Trump voter is gonna vote for fucking Joe Biden. But the person they actually might vote for is Bernie, who's the only person running who can honestly do the thing that Trump did and go out there and say, I'm against both parties. These people both suck. And and win those voters over.
1: Yep. Brendan, put a pin in that. Let's take a little break and we'll come back in and start talking about some... We're going to go full electoralist on this episode, folks. Sorry. (laughs) We're dirty imperialists. Yeah, we're going to piss off a bunch of our fucking other tendencies, but... (laughs) We'll be back.
3: My long friend, time friend, and she's a friend. She's been my friend in and out of public life. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. And help me in this fight Thank you very much
2: So Matt you were doing some some work on your expensive German car Is that what you were saying?
1: <laughs> my, my 17 year old Poor ass uh, New Beetle from 2002 You're st- You <laughs> yeah, are needed- no way still driving that thing Oh yeah
2: That is yeah. the car
1: you drove in
2: high school Sure. I know. Yeah.
1: One, 170,000 miles on that baby. That's impressive. And, and it's nice. great. The, the engine is going to go forever. It's all of the little like detail stuff. And because Texas has a, an incredibly rigorous, really weirdly rigorous regulatory scheme, I'm having to fix all of the shit on my car so I can get it relicensed mm-hmm. and not driving illegally oh they do like emissions tests and stuff is that what you're saying yeah emissions they do that in pennsylvania too uh, hardcore yeah sure they yeah they check like like tire tread and brakes and everything like that our friend gallo
2: i think he he was driving like an old shitty car too and then he moved to pennsylvania and he like took it in to like get his plates and they were like oh we have to do an emissions test and they were like and we're going to impound your car and cube it right now right. because it's <laughs> trash. Uh, that would suck real bad.
1: Yeah, we're we're donating this to NPR. At this
3: <laughs> <point>. <laughs>
1: it's the endowment to, for the public arts.
3: Uh, but
2: yeah, Matt, you should have got one of those uh, those Jetta's, the diesel Jetta's that uh, yeah. they had to lie about because my dad bought one. Because they lied about the emissions rates and they, like, had that whole scheme where they were, like, doing fake sensors, like, they would turn a special thing on during the tests and stuff like that to fake the numbers. Even though his car was, like, five or six years old, they literally had to give him the full asking price uh, of the, like, new car. Holy Um, shit. Now, does he get to keep the car after that? No, you can't keep the car, but you can take okay. the like full like you know, what I don't know what it is like twenty
1: six thousand oh, dollars, dude. It's like, like way that. more
2: than it's like fifty thousand okay. or sixty thousand okay. or some crazy shit like
1: that for a diesel Jetta. That doesn't sound. right do
2: but, okay. but anyway, <laughs> they end up giving like you know a huge amount of money so that you can go get a brand new car or whatever. Um, so yeah. that was, that'd be pretty nice. Um, just that's the power of German
1: socialism, right there. You know, they're just <laughs> they're just giving you free fucking cars. It's incredible. I'm not. I'm not crazy about that phrasing, Brendan. German socialism. My bad. I just gone I meant, by other names. I, meant European, I just meant you know,
0: especially in relation to the Volkswagen. You know, I think right.
2: yeah. We used to ride around in that uh, in that Beetle and listen to uh, that Cake song, uh, "Satan Is My Motor," and you know, oh, we yeah, were like, absolutely. this is clearly about about the the people's car, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But speaking of engines crushing things in their path, Bernie Sanders – no, I don't know. I, I don't know where I yeah, no, no. am. <laughs> that,
1: that, that might work because uh, uh, – you know, speak, spe- <laughs> Speaking of, say, uh, emissions and you know, we were talking about climate change on that last segment, I was a little disappointed to see Jay Inslee drop out of the Democratic race. Not because I thought – my man Jay was ever going to go the distance and actually mm. get elected president, but he was the climate change candidate. Yeah, and it seems like him dropping out of the race coincided with finding out that even if they have a climate change debate among the dem candidates, he was not going to be invited to it. Mm-hmm. Presumably because he was going to make everybody else look like a piece yeah, of, of shit. You know, right. which is you uh, know, it's good for I,
2: him because it's never gonna happen. Like the DNC is never gonna do a real climate debate. They might be like, Oh, let's do a climate right. forum or something like that. It's never yeah. gonna be a real climate debate. Well, and no we
1: and we talked about that uh several weeks ago, about how you know, like internal rules from the DNC came out that were like not only are we not going to do a climate change debate, but if somebody organizes an independent one and any of the Democratic candidates show up to it, mm-hmm. we're just going to fucking cut them off. Mm-hmm. Which tells you pretty much everything you need to know about oh, what dude. the Democratic Party establishment thinks about climate right, and
2: Well, and it tells you everything about who's running, too, because if Jay Inslee really wanted to drop out, he would have been like, I'm doing my own climate debate to make the DNC be like, we're enforcing the contract, and yep. you talked mm. too much about the climate, yeah, sir, so be- you're out of here.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to have we're going to we're going to have hand-picked, uh moderators, not Bill Nye, by the way, who has gotten in hot water lately for, you know, like doing sponsored shit for Volkswagen, which was doing stuff that was actively harmful to the environment. Um, my f- my you know, fourth grader gonna-
2: here, you got to hear this. My fourth grader has told me that the kids in his class, uh, because they watched a Bill Nye clip. In, in science class in fourth grade, uh, they made up a parody song called "Bill Nye <laughs> the Russian Spy." Oh so, man, that's good. Uh, the, the youth know. They know. <laughs>
0: hashtag hashtag Bill that, Nye body
1: count. I thought you were going to say that they all started wearing bow ties, and like <laughs> you know, just like a bunch of ten year olds oh, walking God. around in bow ties and like log long <laughs> like white lab coats. That's, it's
2: time to remake Family Ties. Where are you, right. Netflix? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, so, so like, Jay Inslee and fucking Mike Gravel could have their own, like, climate change town hall at this oh, point. Oh, see, that'd be great. You know? It actually would. Gravelteens, we're still waiting for you to get back <laughs> to us. We were supposed to have the fucking senator on, like, a long time oh, ago. Oh, he dropped
2: out, too. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I know, which makes it even more possible to get him on the show.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think yeah. they interviewed the teens when they dropped out, and they were like, yeah, "It was all a joke. We were just kidding." You should. You, oh yeah, you, didn't you, the teens go on to form their own like DC think tank, and yes. it was all just like a jobs program yes. for a bunch of fucking like eighteen-year-old fail sons? Oh yeah. Oh uh, well. By fail-sons, well, I mean, that, but that I mean, that 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 leads me to. Um, a a thing that I've been kind of banging around in my head, and I, I would be interested to know what the two of you think about this, that, yes, there is a bunch of rat fucking going on inside of the Democratic Party establishment right now. But there are two candidates that seem to appeal to roughly the same kind of voters and have a roughly the same level of appealing policy platform that they're that they're selling. And would it not be a political coup on par with almost nothing we've ever seen in American presidential politics? If Bernie Sanders and Liz Warren came out tomorrow, and were like, we're just going to run as running mates, instead of opposing each other mm-hmm.
2: just like ted cruz and carly fiorina and they <laughs> their way to victory <laughs> okay yeah
1: but nobody likes ted cruz and nobody fucking knew who carly fiorina was <laughs> until they looked into her and then were like oh i don't like her either
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it'd be cool they actually recently had a uh, uh a native american uh, presidential candidate forum, uh, up in Sioux City, Iowa, a little bit north of Omaha. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there was like Warren was there, Bernie was there, uh, Marianne Williamson was there.
1: Sure. Uh, sure. it was. That's gotta be awkward for Liz Warren, given all of the. I mean, like, at this yeah. point, you see fucking libs pushing like the Pocahontas Dude, game, it was amazing. So she actually awful. went out
2: and she she apologized. She was like, I'm I'm yeah. so sorry for mm-hmm. Like the hurt and the 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 scorn that I brought to your community or whatever by by talking about this, um, which mm-hmm. was amazing because then of course like everybody on the right attacked her for being like a wuss for mm-hmm. you know having the temerity to apologize to people that you harmed.
1: Well, yeah, because they they didn't want her to apologize because somebody had been harmed. They wanted her to apologize so that they could just completely switch what they thought was wrong with her. They don't fucking care. They they certainly do not care about the goddamn indigenous peoples of North America.
0: Yeah, of course not. I mean, and again, in terms of a political maneuver, it also shows that when they, you know, have this faux outrage over a thing, it's it's not real. It's just because they hate that person. And so if that thing gets resolved, they'll just redirect it into something else. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't know if, uh, uh I mean, uh, Sanders and Warren would be an interesting ticket, uh... Certainly, an interesting kind of like campaign maneuver.
1: Yeah. So here's here was the the actual sort of uh, like fledgling idea I had for this section in the show, mm-hmm. which was like draft your dream team for like actually winning in tw- in 2020, mm-hmm. and like what kind of fucking cabinet would you assemble? Because mm-hmm. I think it's a no brainer that whatever else happens, as long as some fucking Democrat gets elected, uh, Jay Inslee needs to be. In charge of either the EPA or uh, the Department of the Interior.
0: Well, we we talked about this when we did the the stream map. Uh, you know, we said Jay Inslee for climate SAR, like, and then right, I,
1: yeah. I I posted
0: the that most socialist so- position
2: in the government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I posted
0: that, and some like normie like like lib account or somebody like saw that, and you know, and then they were very polite, and they said something along the lines of like, I really like this idea, but you know, maybe uh, maybe sh- we shouldn't use the word SAR because it brings, you know, kind of these negative connotations. And <laughs> Be- I said, no. Because I- the
1: fucking liberals are so yeah. obsessed with the right. goddamn... <laughs> like, pre-Russian Revolution in yeah. Russia I well, can't fucking get no, it out I, of their No, but heads. I, said,
0: I said to him, I was like, no, I literally mean with all of the executive power that a Tsar has. <laughs> right. Like, life and death <laughs> over the common farmer should be part we're and parcel. Gonna
1: give, <laughs> we're gonna give Jay Inslee his own army of climate Cossacks who <laughs> are gonna go out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's
2: the new pope yeah. of Antifa for sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: just like b- b- bands of marauders going across the countryside, <laughs> like burning down Purdue. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's so
2: funny because like the dude who started using Czar all the time was like George W. Bush, who appointed yeah, right. like the fucking drug Czar or whatever to like yeah. fight
1: the war on drugs or something like. Yeah. that it's, it's fucking
2: ridiculous. I don't
1: Do know. we still have that? Does anyone even know? Because I mean, obviously it wasn't effective at the time but Mm -hmm. I'm sure sure there is
2: I mean you know (laughs) I mean although not anymore because uh, you know in Trump's cabinet he's like doesn't even appoint people to positions because like he can't find anyone qualified Mm -hmm. and then he appoints someone and it's like oh it turns out they have like three DUIs and they plagiarized their (laughs) they fake their college degree and like all (laughs) that
1: shit you know what I fucking figured it out though the problem is the actual drug czar right now wasn't it Ivanka Trump who was like? I'm going to take on the. I'm going to take on the opioid epidemic is like oh, one of yeah. the big projects wow, that I do. as like a special I advisor. Guess,
2: I guess they fixed it because I haven't heard about it in a while. So, <laughs> right? Good, great yeah. job, Ivanka. <laughs> Making America great again out there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Joe Biden for Secretary of State. Who's with me? Oh, um,
1: oh come um, on! <laughs> um, fuck. You know what the thing is? Like, that's not the worst fucking position you could put him in. I mean. 'Cause like what's what's the Secretary of State do? Like they take they take orders from the President and Vice President on what the foreign policy is gonna be. And the Pentagon. And then they mostly and the Pentagon and they mostly go around like glad handing the other like leaders of state. You know? I don't I mean, think that you know I'm not so into this fucking electoralist fantasy of mine to to think that, you know, the the national intelligence blob That doesn't fucking share information with any of these people anyway is ever going to go away at this point, you know? Sure. You'd have to literally nuke fucking Arlington, Virginia in order to make that not be a thing anymore.
0: I mean, it's certainly its own independent faction, right? I mean, not in the sense that it's apolitical, although, you know, it ostensibly stays out of whatever electoral politics. Yeah, Shane, they like,
1: call it the deep state. Yeah, this is yeah. hashtag Fazoli's faction. I mean, I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to go out here on a limb, guys, and I'm going to say something that you you might not disagree with. But I remember right. getting into a lot of weird arguments post-2016 with people about, like – The deep state is real, it's just not this weird fantasy that is concocted (laughs) by, like, the far right that the deep state is filled with, like, secret communists or whatever. Yeah, sure. But there is a deep state of, like, the intelligence agencies, um, and, uh, you know, they have their own independent foreign policy objectives, and a lot of them are, like, cold warriors, and then obviously affected a lot by, like, the global war on terror, and they basically operate independently – And the president, a lot of the times, especially, like, a really stupid president like Trump, basically just serves as, like, a rubber stamp to whatever proposal comes in front of him. Right,
1: absolutely. You know, just
0: sign this, like...
1: Except when he doesn't, because he has some, like, childlike understanding of what geopolitics looks like. And just goes completely the opposite direction.
0: I mean, it's like, right... If you remember, right into the administration, like... Oh, man, I don't remember when it was... But it was, like, it was definitely the first year. It was, like, the first couple months of Trump's administration. There was that, like, botched...
1: Yes. Uh, folks, we're going to remind you of people like Reince Prebis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah heard yeah. that name for a couple <laughs> years, you know? But, uh... That but was 20 goddamn years ago. The, he,
0: he, there was that botched, oper- like, uh, operation in Nigeria, right? right? Yeah, or in, or in-, in
2: Nigeria, where we are at war with, right? I mean, right. everybody knows that, duh. And, and <laughs>
0: so, but, but at the time, there was this, like, weird thing because, like one of the fucking wet work guys died or something and then all the liberals were like mad and blaming trump for it and it's like okay fine i mean i i'm not saying like don't blame him for shit but it's like first of all he clearly had no idea what that was no, that he operation just
1: inherited that situation that's obviously right. been going on for a right, long right. time well and, and it's funny because he it, ran on the fact that he was
2: like i'm gonna shut it down you know i'm gonna stop no, all this shit and it's like oh no. obviously he was like nah i wasn't serious about that <laughs>
0: And and then again to be pointed out is like the question that wasn't raised by those establishment media types was like why are we in fucking Nigeria, you know like what like that should be the target of the the question right that should well, be the,
2: the they were uh, there to fight ISIS and Boko Haram and all that shit uh, and they didn't fucking they didn't even fucking do it so like even the thing that he said <laughs> he that he job. was going to do because. <laughs> it's either right either you do what you're gonna what you said you were gonna do and pull out of all these international wars or you do the traditional republican thing which is like you're like I'm a war even harder you know and you Mm, know take and take them out or whatever and he didn't fucking do either of those things he like kind of somewhat pulled he basically just left it the same which was a shitty situation to begin with Mm. Um, but like now literally today the pentagon put out a report that was like oh remember isis We were like, yeah, we beat ISIS, but that was lies. Well, we actually didn't beat (laughs) ISIS. And now because Trump said we beat ISIS and then they stopped doing shit – ISIS is like, oh, okay, well, uh, I guess we're back now because nobody's over here murdering us. So, yeah. uh, yeah,
1: So, anybody who's ever played Civ knows that like (laughs) you take a couple of turns to like build up your internal infrastructure. Right, the fog of war (laughs) built back
2: up, and you were like, "There's one fucking zergling that, or whatever. There's one fucking pod thing that I didn't, and then it goes and it builds a spawning pool. It's like it's a whole thing. Like, (laughs) all the candidates should play Starcraft, and whoever wins competitively, (laughs) competitively in an arena. Who do you think? Would oh, be, my micro. Who do you think would be the best? <laughs> the best StarCraft. I bet Booker star- would get like super into it.
1: No, Yang, it'd be, it'd, Yang, be uh, it'd be
2: Kamala Harris. Oh,
1: Kamala yeah? Harris would absolutely be the best one, at least amongst the the front runners, because she does have that sort of oh, you know like, what, though? mean streak.
2: Andrew Yang, you guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, Yang. Uh, that's yeah, what I said. Yang, yeah, Yang, yeah. Yang for sure.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah, you know, he, I'd give him like a ambassador to South Korea for sure. More,
1: more <laughs> interestingly, what? Uh, which of the three species do you think any of the front row? <laughs> hey, I was just, In I was Star just crap. thinking that. And Yang is definitely a Protoss guy. Yang's Yang's Protoss. Bernie is absolutely Zerg. 100 percent. Yeah, that's mind. the and yeah. yeah. <laughs> race. The ninety-nine
0: sure. percent of Zerglings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
2: real workers out there. You do that. Yeah. He's like riding a hydralisk into battle. He's right because it, you gotta support your workers. You know, if you're getting yeah, into no. late stage Starcraft right. play and you don't have those workers out there, pff, you're done right. for. You know, That's- oh, oh well, look. Oh wait, wait. The Warren, fact Warren, is, the Warren? fact
1: is that the one percent has taken away all of the creep I hope that, that the rightfully belongs guess. to the mutalisks. <laughs>
0: I was going to say Warren is the um, Queen of Blades chick who starts (laughs) off as the (laughs) ghost operative. Like she's with the capitalist side, but slowly she gets absorbed into the Zerd. And and then like when Bernie dies, it just becomes the the overmind. Like she becomes like the fractional
2: leader of the remainder of the Zerd. And closing it out, uh, Joe Biden is obviously the Terrans. You know, he's out there. He's got a cigar.
1: He's like, I'm too old for this shit. He needs but a snow hat just it, to know. get on stage. I would, I would, I would, totally agree with you, Brendan. Except that's never going to sell with the hashtag resistance crowd. Because remember, most of the Terran warships, uh, like the big starships, have Russian oh, accents. Oh, no, right. you're right.
3: Mm. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's too fucking funny, guys. I think I, I don't think we can do any better for this segment. So, <laughs> okay. as we go into the break i wanted to say that we have a musical guest this week uh, a returning musical guest in fact which is our friend josh from middle tennessee who has very generously you know keeping it within the union because he knew that shane was coming on this uh on this episode um gave us a track called i want a love and we're gonna roll that for you before we go to the high note
3: i tell you what change Sure I threw you down a time or two but that just ain't the same What they say is but a contemplation of love The devil laughs down the very idea of death The glowing eyes they form a ragged circle Trail like liquor, clinging to every breath. I want a love I can hold in my hand. I want a love that I don't understand. I want a love God himself has played. You don't have to talk to me. Little world
1: John Delaney, man, <laughs> like a fucking, that, that fucking tweet that he made today, it was like, I, as a regular human person, walked into a bar today. Yeah,
0: no, I, that's, that's exactly what I was going to point out, because I, I am <laughs> sorry,
1: I'm, I'm scooping your high yeah, note. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I can, oh, yeah, you go, go ahead and describe okay, it, Okay, so
0: he, he tweeted today, I'm just going to read it. I don't even know if I'm going to try to do the accent that he's implying is going on here, but so he wrote, uh, "Boston is great." I go to a bar and ask for an iced coffee. The bartender says with a smile, "Can't help you, but I can pour some Guinness over ice," <laughs> um, which is just so like bird-brained. It's amazing,
1: and, and all parts of it are wrong. Yes, like yeah. literally every single <laughs> yeah. part of it. The accent, the way that yeah. he you know colloquialized it is wrong the thing that the bartender said to him yeah. is 100 wrong uh in fact uh josh our musical guest had a really fun uh tweet just a, a little while ago that was like walked into a uh philadelphia bar and asked for an iced coffee the bartender told me to get the fuck out of here and somebody glassed me in the eye yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i had a couple i had a couple of these i thought i'd uh I, i'd just take some of the um the funnier ones i yeah. came up with here uh let's see boston is great i go to a bar and ask for an iced coffee the bartender says with a smile but doctor i am pagliacci <laughs> um uh boston is great i go to a bar and ask for an iced coffee the bartender says with a smile hey i'm walking here <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this one is my favorite uh Boston is great. I go to a bar and ask for a nice coffee. The bartender says with a smile, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like algorithmically generated, you know, what an alien thinks like human interactions. I are like. It, I love how ball. Delaney,
2: does he think that that's relatable? Like, do you guys know how you go into a bar and you're like, this is a Starbucks, right? And then the guy's like, no, it's a fucking bar, you idiot. He's like, you guys know how you do that? No, John, we don't do that we know where we are at all times we act appropriately
1: i mean you do kind of got to give the guy credit for i i've never seen somebody so dedicated to the bit of being publicly humiliated because every single time he tweets it's like 5,000 responses for like 40 likes. <laughs> yeah. No matter what he's talking about. Yeah. And especially when he's doing this like relatability thing. Well hey, know? as yeah. true leftists, we're not here
2: to kink shame. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're into, man. That's right. <laughs> I just, I
0: can't unsee him now as uh like Elmer Fudd, dude. He's Elmer Fudd. He, just, he absolutely is. He's just yeah. this weird, big, blubbery face. <laughs> and
1: like Ah, see, and here's the thing, Shane. If if, uh, if somebody that we knew had the the know-how to do a little bit of video editing, mm-hmm. what we would do is make a little bit of a a, a, a GIF of... Is it GIF or GIF? Oh, I don't <laughs> fucking dude, care. I, I say GIF. I, I'm not going to start that you? fucking fight. <laughs> I'm not going to... An animated JPEG of John Delaney sneaking up like Elner, Elmer Fudd... And then you've got Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, who are Warren and Sanders, <laughs> turn the thing around yeah. and say it's Hunter season, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and start to chase him back down. <laughs> we we would blow up all over left Twitter if we were to <laughs> do that.
2: Would you put John Delaney in charge of a? Uh... The ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I think that's where. <laughs> but only if he okay.
0: carried around a big oversized uh, double barrel shotgun. He's got to wear the fucking hat, yeah, though. Yeah, He's got to yeah. wear,
1: like, the deerstalker hat.
0: Yeah, could you imagine him going, I'm at Waco, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Come out with your hands up. Waskily <laughs> Waskily Waco.
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think I'll go next for uh, high notes. Mine's a, a more personal one. And it's been kind of nice this, this, past, uh, this past weekend. Apparently, me doing podcasting is starting to actually pay off in real life because I, I got to do two really fun things in the past week. Uh, one of them was I got hired on by a guy that I don't know to do character voice acting for his audiobook. So, this is a bunch of friends who ran, like, an eight-month D&D campaign. And then their DM sat down and wrote it out as a novel. And they're recording it as an audiobook. So, they needed these bit parts to come in. So, like, you know, I was like, Magni, one of the raider, like, generals at some point. And because I don't know how to do a a Swedish, like, a Norwegian accent, I was just doing this, like, horrible Russian impression (laughs) the entire time, you know. But he said it was perfect, you know. And then uh, Sunday night, uh, just apropos of pretty much nothing, it was basically doing a favor for a friend. I ended up emceeing a car show <laughs> at a restaurant, <laughs> um, which I've I've never done anything like this before, and I don't know shit about cars. But ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely can do that one voice that you always hear people working the mic on at these kind of events and it was super fun i had a great time and apparently i've been hired on like for multiple more engagements to do to do that voice folks (laughs) make sure that you come out on september 15th for the can i get a sunday Sunday, sunday yeah. So, Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely need to start building that in. But mm-hmm. anyway, like, I don't think that it really has much to do with the podcasting. Well, no, it does. Because at least one of the people who got me into one of these projects was like, oh, he podcasts. He talks on a microphone sometimes. <laughs> 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 anyway, so it was great. I made like fucking 100 bucks this weekend just doing yeah, voice man. stuff. Hell so yeah. Uh, yeah, and apparently it's gonna continue to be so. You know, I've I've got a new you know finally at the age of thirty five my career is taking off. <laughs> you know, I need I need Hollywood to contact me now for. <laughs> In a world,
0: the Hollywood left is gonna. <laughs> <come> <laughs> you.
2: you should pivot to doing like the trailer voices for all those like uh, Christian movies that like Kevin Sorbo does. Oh my god. That's yeah. where the real money is, be, you know.
1: I would be happy to do it too, because you know, I mean, we watched fucking what was that, Jerusalem <laughs> Countdown? Countdown, yeah. You know, like like probably the voiceover work for the trailer was like thirty percent of the budget for that goddamn film. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I I would absolutely take fucking six hundred dollars just to go like, you know, Jack Whiteman. <laughs> Is a retire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep it up. If I had a script in front of me, it would it would have gone better. Uh,
0: have, have you guys seen God's Not Dead?
2: I mean, I've seen of it.
1: It's, it's, it has It, Sabri-
2: it has uh, Melissa Joan Hart is in that one, right? Or is she in two? Well, I forget. it's produced.
1: I it's produced by that same uh, that same studio that made fucking Jerusalem. Oh, I'm sure. Downtown.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's another Kevin yeah. Sorbo one. And he plays like the atheist. Uh, uh, philosophy college teacher, right, he yeah. like gives them a test. Yeah, the guy who like,
1: gets his ass kicked in front of his entire uh, his entire classroom yeah. by somebody who's. Albert Einstein, but also he was a Navy SEAL. Yeah, 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 he was yeah, yeah, exactly. Back to school yeah. for like gender studies. Yeah, it's a real, it's a really good movie.
2: There's a funny story. What one time my kid he he got like a ride home from like somebody's birthday party or something from somebody in our neighborhood that was like, oh, you're going to that birthday party too? Oh, I'll just pick up your kid. are like, oh, that's great, that's convenient. And he gets home and he's like, man they were listening to like the worst song that I've ever heard on that car ride. And we were like, what was it? What could it possibly be? You know? And he's like Christmas shoes. (laughs) No, it was literally the theme song from God's not dead. Like that's what they were blasting in the car on the carpool ride home. And I totally empathize because I used to ride with these people. I went to Catholic school and I used to ride with these people and they weren't allowed to listen to the radio. The only thing that they could listen to was like old cassette tapes of like it was like Veggie Tales but shittier oh, and a cassette tape, um, oh, and God. so it was just like incredibly, uh, you know, child, you know, focused like vague Bible stories and like you yeah. know anecdotes, just the most
1: milk-a-toast possible interpretation of any information, right. and, mm-hmm. and just
2: like and, you know, it would just be shit like. You know, if somebody uh, at school tries to tell you about uh, Harry Potter, you know, you make sure to tell them that that's Satanism and you're going straight to hell. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, that is cool and fun to tell people, but not, not for the reasons that they, not for the reasons they're suggesting. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I, that leaves only me. I mean, I don't know that I'm going to get higher than that. I mean, I, I have a functioning refrigerator at my house now. I've been sanding down an old bureau. What, I'm sorry, you have a refrigerator?
1: Well, so when the, when we moved in... I'm sorry, Brendan. I, I'm pretty sure by most metrics, you just got kicked out of the working class. So oh, for <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, it, you just posted cringe. That's the middle class, bro, okay? <laughs> I never
2: claimed to be <laughs> part of the underclass. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to say slurs anymore because you're not a true working right, class yeah. person.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to be in Omaha hockey. next week and I'm just going to, I'm just going to spray a uh, fucking Kulak. Right across the front of Brendan's new house. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Antifa is coming from my refrigerator. Please help, Mr. President.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I have an old busted fridge in the garage. So, you know, if Antifa wants to come by and, you know, redis- <laughs> redistribute my fridge yeah, sure. and like a lot of these cardboard boxes and stuff like, you know, that's probably better than what they're doing right now, which is just sitting around.
1: That's that's praxis.
2: (laughs) So yeah, I uh, my high note is not moving.
1: Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, don't do it. It, it, Staying, not not moving, but instead, but instead, just you know, being in place. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you've been you've been feeling a chain, right? You're doing the move too. Oh, hell yeah! It's rough, man.
0: yeah, mm-hmm. like when you were saying earlier, you know, take out one box at a time. I was thinking you should do my strategy, which is to open every box, pour it all in the middle of the floor and leave it like that until you move again. Mm, that's
2: <laughs> I think that's called Marie Kondo right there. <laughs> I already did that high note before. I'm done, I'm done with that shit.
1: Does this four foot mound of books in the middle of your room <laughs> inspire joy? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, if it does, then yeah. I think I think uh, I think old Marie would be would be OK with that.
2: Yeah, Matt, when you come by next next week, well, is it next week already? No, two weeks?
1: Yeah, it's next yeah. week.
2: You might have to steal some of these books. I got too many of them.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you guys ever do it. want to come to Philly and just bring a couple of wheelbarrows, you could take the, like, <laughs> 18 yeah. biographies on Stalin that I See, have. See, now you, now my now you know Jeez. why
2: leftists are all about those, uh, f- like, free little libraries or whatever. It's just because they got too many <laughs> right, fucking yeah. books and they're trying to get rid of them <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah. bought them yeah. off on of
1: you. <laughs> And also Shane the thing is like it's it's a it's a generous offer but nobody ever wants to go to Philadelphia <laughs>
0: Uh, That actually makes me really happy that I'm finally in a place that nobody wants to come to. Uh, Maybe everybody will leave me the fuck alone now.
2: Did you go, like, um, see the Liberty Bell or, like, steal the Declaration of Independence or whatever the touristy shit to do is? I, I I
0: did actually see the Liberty Bell when I was protesting... Um, America? TNC, yeah, yeah it's but I was so protesting America. Yeah. I wanted to look at its origins and I, I wanted to do that time travel thing and find the baby Liberty Bell and kill it, you know, before it could grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's going to turn out to be like a weird time loop thing where I try to kill it and that just cracks it. And then yeah. I, right before I die, I'm like, oh no, it was me the whole you time. Keep it,
2: you keep it from getting cracked and then no one cared about it. And then, you know, America just <laughs> collapses because yeah. they didn't have true patriotism. <laughs> yeah, we come back
0: to the future and, the you know, the president is controlled by, you know,
1: Moscow. Oh, wait. <laughs>
2: oh, no! What have you done? She-
1: <laughs> Shane, Shane can't get his books put away because he's decided that he needs to sit down and watch all 14, episode, 14 seasons of It's Always Sunny. Um, <laughs> For research. To, to, like, learn more about yeah. his adopted homeland.
2: <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> Shane, it's been a delight to have you on the show, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much for uh having me on, you
0: know. It's it's, it's it was a pleasure.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's better that we remain friendly because otherwise I'm going to fucking hate you guys for having a more successful <laughs> podcast than us. <laughs> the thing is maybe they'll need to hire a voice does. actor.
2: <laughs> everybody- <laughs> Welcome to the show.
0: <laughs> eat 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 the 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 rich rich rich. <laughs>
1: Shano, Shano, shano <laughs> All Shano all Sunday long. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, like plug plug yourself on Twitter and your really excellent podcast.
0: Oh, thanks. Um yeah, um, you know, I'm at Shane Sheehe. I'm a very smart person by putting my actual full name as my Twitter handle. So you could That's go, right. you could go ahead and find me there. Um, and yeah, you can also check out the eat the rich podcast. Uh, the Twitter handle for that is at eat the rich pod. Um, you know, we, we just kind of started getting into it. We have a really fun episode. Um, I guess it's going to be dropped uh, by the time this one drops as well, uh, that we just did on the bushes. Um, and uh, that was fun because there was a lot of uh, parody, non-actionable things that were said about the, uh, the
1: Bush <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> Some, someone who isn't me in a video game yeah, said yeah, yeah. that you should do this to somebody, to fucking Jenna Bush. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. There was I, I, The thing is, before what I do before I talk about any of these rich people on the podcast is I go and I hang around hipster coffee shops. And I, you know, I try to overhear Uh, conversations so then I can repeat them as anecdotes that other people have said about what they would like to do to the various uh, billionaires and millionaires.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, all you ever hear is John Delaney standing at the, the front <laughs> counter going like, hey, can I get a beer? What do you mean you don't have beer?
0: He's, just, he's got like a weird like dyslexia with restaurants <laughs> and stuff. So he just like, he goes into like McDonald's and is like, can I get the catfish? You know? All right. Yeah. <laughs> just like, can't ever order it right?
1: He's in a Taco Bell trying to get an Italian sandwich or something. <laughs> Yo, got that Impossible Whopper? oh shit uh shane has been super fun um yeah and and, uh you know anybody who listens to the show knows that you can find us on twitter at liquid underscore flannel and i'm on twitter at Matt DeGuate with the W and Brendan Williams. You are on Twitter at Brendan
2: Williams with one L. That's
1: right. And we have not been great about it. And by we, I mean I have not been great yet about getting our bonus episodes posted, but tomorrow, before this episode comes out, there will be lots more bonus content. Um including some with uh some of our guests so if you're interested in getting those uh exclusive episodes you can always hit us up for as little as a dollar a month on our patreon at uh patreon.com slash i think it's liquid flannel show i need to check yeah. the, the url send us your anyway, big coins yeah we're, we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty easy to find on there so <laughs> Uh, well, everybody, once again, thank you for listening to Liquid Flannel. Thank you also to our great musical guest, our, our friend Josh. Um, yeah, he, he does amazing stuff, great art and stuff. You can find at, if he hasn't been banned, he's on Twitter at The Lifters, I think L I F T R S. So go and follow him too. And also, thank you, Shane. I think that, uh, you know, this puts you in the running for being. I, Brendan, have we ever had a guest from Pennsylvania? I don't think so. I don't know. I immediately forget
2: everybody who ever comes on the show, though, so I'm not the best person to ask. But yeah, no, you're now the chief Philadelphia correspondent. Congratulations. Oh, great. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. If
0: I run into any more Maoists, I'll hit you guys
2: up. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a matter of (laughs) time.
1: How do they even say Maoist in a fucking like Boston and- I'm
2: I'm <laughs> Maoist here.
1: <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>